what is the flipping crack, homies? Um, been a long time. Well, it hasn't been that long, you know. I, I was making up until late last year, late 2022. I was I was making episodes, you know. But um, yeah, we're back. Uh, we're 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 on episode two. We've had our episode with Evan Lynch, which I I hope that many of you um have have gotten something from that i know re-listening to it after i recorded it i was like holy poop if i knew all of these little nuggets of information when i first started running or when i was kind of even just trying to improve my relationship with food after thai boxing which destroyed my relationship with food really to be honest with you um just made me constantly think about my weight and my body fat percentage and all this kind of stuff um constantly had me picking at myself in the mirror and stuff after that and and like helping to kind of develop that good you know that good place um where i I had a good relationship with food and i think that like this is like an oasis in the desert really um and and that's not tooting our horns here It, it is an oasis in the desert because so many other people would only add to any complex that you might have um you know online they're talking about body fat loss calories all this kind of stuff and look i know that they're trying to sell sell something and they're trying to uh you know help people you know to lose fat but i just think it's rammed down our throats so many times um that that is the main goal when the main goal really is to become happy within yourself within your eating habits within your relationship with food and and, and that's everything not just happy with your weight or your body fat percentage but happy with the way you actually operate with food and all of that kind of stuff so if you haven't listened to the evan lynch episode right you you skip that episode um of season three or if you've skipped or if you've skipped all these episodes and you're just starting here go back to the start will you for flipping heck you're getting way ahead of yourself you're getting way ahead of yourself and there's lots of more stuff to be listened to and so uh just if you did listen to the to the evan lynch episode or didn't listen listen to it if you did listen to it i'm hoping that it kind of might have illuminated something for you whether it's you know whether you wanted to just uh operate healthier or you want and uh, and you know look after your diet a bit better uh, um or you are an endurance athlete and you're looking to get that neck that nutritional edge and kind of like we talk about carbohydrate consumption we talk about sweat we talk about um caffeine consumption uh very illuminatory for anybody that is a runner so go back and listen to that episode um if you haven't listened to the second start to the whole flipping podcast there from three years ago and catch yourself up you know um (laughs) But yeah, um, I'm delighted to be back doing these because, like, to be honest with you, like, um, life gets in the way of certain things, right? Like, not life gets in the way of something, but I suppose other things become urgent versus things that become maybe important. So, um, the podcast for me is important. My son and kind of looking after the house and trying to earn money are urgent for me. Um, and so when the urgent things in life take up a large proportion of time the things that are just important 
um, get pushed down the line. So it is very important to me um, and, and I am making time for them. I'm making time to set up the guests, go to the studio and record, re-listen to them and and get my get my little uh, videos that I'm sharing with people online to give them a taste of the podcast. And there's a lot of, bit of bits of work that go into it. Um, and it's, you know, like thankfully there's a, a, a there are a few people that are are pat that are patrons of the patreon page i've been pronouncing that wrong since the start of this podcast i've been saying pa- patreon um but it's patreon apparently so there are patrons on the patreon page and they're helping with that you know with, with getting the studio time with with getting the time with dan and trying to connect with these with these brilliant people and share their stories with ye the, the listeners you know so i really want to thank the 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 patrons again because it's, it's just it is brilliant um to have that support um there um in whatever small sum that you could afford if it was a price of a cup of coffee a month if you like listening to the podcast uh, and you like uh, what we do fantastico um anyway flipping heck forget about the last episode there now it's in the past connor get on to the we, we we're, we're not here to listen to the stuff about last week's uh, or the the two weeks ago's podcast we're here to listen to the podcast today um and that is um it's 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 about something that's really coming to my my frame of mind these days right and i'm going to give you a rundown so the 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 episode today is kind of more on the mental and physical side of injury or illness and it taking it us away from whatever we're doing running training of any description walking the flipping dog looking after ourselves in any way shape or form but i'm going to look at it um i'm going to look at it obviously from a kind of a holistic view and a a universal view for for people that are not runners but i'm also going to talk about it in runners and that will also transfer into so many different people whether you like to go to the gym do spinning you know you go to uh, uh crossfit whatever it is you can um you, you you will probably benefit from knowing the information that i'm going to share um because look i've, I've done some research into these areas and um, it's very it's very i suppose heartwarming um, to know that we probably are not losing as much fitness as we think we are um, right but i'm gonna i'm gonna get into those nuggets a bit more but just in my own running journey and um this this will probably resonate with people and might give some information to people is so after project 32 finished right i had a i had an unbelievable aerobic engine on me like as in i could operate at a low intensity for a long period of time for fucking ages as it like i if i if i kept at a certain kept the engine humming at a certain level i could have fucking went all day for you as long as you fed me as long as you fueled me with food i could have literally ran all day and i obviously have ran for multiple days before but really and truly at the end of project 32 i had an aerobic engine that was fucking absolutely redonkulous um and what I mean by aerobic or aerobic base, for anybody that might not know, right, is my body was really good at breaking down carbohydrates and possibly body fat and using it as energy while using oxygen, right? So my breath, my breathing, my respiration 
was 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 for for want of uh, kind of just to simplify it was mixing with my uh, meta- metabolic reactions to break down carbohydrates right and i was able to do that phenomenally efficiently i could just fucking burn um carbohydrates and just go all day right and that's that's great that aerobic base is great for something like project 32 but when i finished project 32 i gave myself a couple of weeks off i took it easy for two weeks or so and i was like you know what i want to just start moving again i didn't really think about and what i kind of wanted to do and what i wanted to achieve within the running sphere and so i thought to myself you know what i'd love to do i'd love to see if i could get fast right because that's a different respiratory system right that's a different metabolic system within the body that is what's called the anaerobic system and anaerobic and uh, is let's say anti-aerobic for for um for, for you to just remember is it's without air without oxygen right so anaerobic is when you're operating at a high intensity your heart rate is very high and your body is using energy without oxygen and what happens when your body uses energy without oxygen so it uses carbohydrates for example for me because i'm taking on carbs when it uses that without oxygen what happens what happens is you get a byproduct called lactate lactic acid right so your muscles produce this lactic acid as a byproduct so it's like i don't actually have the ability to keep this going for a long period of time because my body is creating more lactate i'm running out of energy i'm running out of glycogen stores in my muscles and i have to keep fueling that but there's only so much you can do there's only so much fueling you can take on while you're actually um in an anaerobic state because you're, you're you're going so fast it's hard for your body to digest stuff right so i was like look i want to turn my body from an aerobic engine that could go all day to an anaerobic engine to something that can go fast for an extended period of time and i picked the kind of gold standard uh of kind of you know um people that are that, that are running um and that maybe are not at an elite level but want to be at a high level and that is i wanted to run a sub three hour marathon that was that was and is the goal i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna run a sub three hour marathon i've run 32 marathons in 32 days i can show that i i can show i suppose that i have that type of endurance i have aerobic endurance and a a massive aerobic base but i wanted to become anaerobically very fit and uh it's actually something that i have been when i was tie boxing tie boxing is a very anaerobic activity it's a it's an it's an activity of high intensity for short intervals so you're doing you're hitting pads for three five minute rounds or you're kneeing the bag 250 or 500 times a round and by the end of that like you're fucking you're absolutely goosified you are literal dust and that's because when you're doing activities like that it produces that lactate and you are um you're 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 producing that that though the lactic acid you're not able to replace the oxygen that's being used and uh, it's it's a high intensity but i i haven't done that in years really 
I would have a mix of aerobic and anaerobic fitness. And I built a lot of anaerobic fitness prior to going into Hell Week. When I went in, before I went into Hell Week, I uh, was doing lots of short 15, 20 minute, what I call fuck me sessions. <laughs> what would fuck me in 15 or 20 minutes? So it was a lot of burpees, a lot of jumping split squats, uh, a lot of mountain climbers, a lot of stuff that just takes a lot out of you and works the whole body. So your body has to get efficient at basically transporting oxygen and energy to all different muscles and it just has to keep pew, 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 has to keep going. Do you like my sound effects there? Pew 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 pew. Um, but I've so I've have had anaerobic fitness before, but never at the level of where I could I could maintain a good level of anaerobic uh ability for an extended period of time let's say three hours or just under three hours so i was like that's my my own personal experiment for myself now right and i'll i'll kind of go through what i've been doing and what's happened so far on that journey and hopefully you'll glean a bit of information that you might be able to you know put into your own training programs your own um your own what 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 you do yourself to try and get faster right so um when I started, um, I had a, a great. I, I still had a great aerobic base from Project Thirty Two. I, I didn't lose much in the two weeks or so off. I'm actually going to go through all of that in a bit of a in 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 a while, just about how much you actually lose as the weeks go by within injury and illness. But I just want to give you an idea of where we are um, on the whole training block period, because I'll be referring to where I am on my training blocks throughout the podcast, really, like you know, and um, just for people that are interested in the running side of things. Um, so when I started, I had that aero that aerobic base, but I didn't have much anaerobic capability. So I had a from after project 32 i had a higher body fat percentage because i had eaten lots of calories and taken on lots of calories every day while doing project 32 you'd think running a marathon every day you'd be super skinny but i was actually replacing the calories i was burning in the marathon let's say i i burned three and a half thousand calories doing the marathon that would be quite a lot right especially because i I'm, I'm after becoming quite efficient at that at those speeds so i'm not burning as much energy right so I, I burned three and a half thousand. I take on two thousand four hundred during the the actual project itself during the run, right? So I'd only have let's say nine uh, uh, eleven hundred calories uh, to to gain back after that. I'd try to eat a pizza and ice cream and the rest. You know, I'd be eating fucking all day, and that's to re- not only get the calories back that I had burned, but put more calories in the form of carbohydrates back into my body to make glycogen because glycogen is that is that fuel that's in your muscles have you ever eaten a pizza and you feel kind of super puffy after it that's because your body is perfectly primed after that pizza now to exert energy right two hours after you eat the pizza you'll be like geez i feel very puffy or whatever that's the glycogen in your muscles and that that's that's what's going to fuel your next um your next effort right and so for me when i started i was like okay well i have to i have to focus on the anaerobic side of things while maintaining the aerobic so what i was doing and what i have continued to do every day is i do one quote unquote fast workout a week right and how that started right let's say you're somebody who's listening to this podcast and you're thinking 
I have never ran in any way fast in my life or I'm I'm at a, a tw- you know maybe let, let's say you're at 31 or 2 minutes for 5k and you want to drop all you want to go down to 25 minutes for a 5k or you want to hit that sub 20 minute marker for it but you don't know where to start right how I started because I didn't have that anaerobic ability was I started doing 30 second repeats right so basically 30 seconds at super high intensity with uh usually 60 to 90 seconds break right so when you have a uh, when you if you're if you're quite fit and you're doing your 30 seconds and you're feeling like you're recovering very well um your your breathing is back to normal you're able to talk away grand after 60 seconds then give yourself a 60 second break if you feel like oh fucking shit my flipping ass i'm still breathing out of my ass um after 60 seconds and you need that extra 30 seconds do the do the 90 seconds but don't give yourself longer than 90 seconds if you have a 30 second effort you should only have a 90 second effort a 90 second one or you're actually just going flat to the mat in uh, in the 30 seconds when you should really be at 90%. Not 100%, 90%, right? Do 90% of your capability for 30 seconds. And I would do that eight times, right? So you're doing high intensity for, it's, it's, it's only four minutes, right? But it can be quite taxing. You could be four or five into this and you'd be like jesus i've only been doing this for two two and a half minutes and i'm feeling you know my 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 legs are absolutely jellorific feeling like a bowl of jello up in here that's fine because your body's not used to this anaerobic stuff right but 30 seconds is a good amount of time it's not too short it's not too long it's perfect right just try and keep a steady effort throughout the 30 seconds take your 90 seconds break if you need it and i do that eight times and that's my midweek workout. So I usually do that on a Wednesday or a Thursday, right? I usually do that on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And then my weekends are my two back-to-back long, longer runs, right? Um, I, now that I'm on the kind of later on the marathon cycle, I am doing marathon-specific training sessions, right? So you, I'm, I'm, you probably have four, maybe five specific marathon runs in the build-up which would be something that would be in and around 20 miles or over 20 miles, right? So, with that being said, I'm going to I'm going to I'll go through that in again in a minute, but um if you are looking to get faster, start there. Then let's say you do that one week, right? You do that one Wednesday and then it rolls around to next Wednesday. You can either do that same workout again so repeat the workout for two weeks and do two week cycles which is pretty good I, I that's what i did as well um for the start so i did one week where i did the 30 seconds on 90 seconds off for eight reps then the next week i did 30 seconds on with 60 seconds rest and i did that eight times so i just dropped the rest uh, i didn't increase the amount of time i'm running next week i went 45 seconds on with a 90 second break the week after 45 seconds on with a 60 second break so i was just shortening my break and i was staying at the 45 second effort for two weeks and then i built all the way up now i'm at three minutes i'm at three minutes fast as i can go for three minutes uh, well 90 percent effort like 85 90 percent effort for three minutes and then i've got a two minute break right so that's where i'm at now with it 
and um, I'm going to be going on to a five-minute intervals next week because I've built up a lot more endurance, a lot more toughness, a lot more conditioning in the muscles, basically, right? So if you're looking to get a bit faster, injecting that workout into the midweek uh, between your kind of easy runs and your weights and strength sessions and all that kind of stuff, I'm going to go through little tidbits of training um throughout the podcast really throughout the episodes but that's one thing to take away if you are looking to build your your anaerobic ability is inject a bit of speed um also one last thing which is great for mixing up an easy run let's say you've got a one hour easy run right so your one hour easy run let's say you're at 545 or six minute pace right that's let's say that's where you're at now for your your easier stuff 545 six minutes maybe 615 you're you're at right or you could be at 515 520 5 uh, 450 you could be any, whatever wherever you're at that's fine do your normal one hour run and then in the last eight minutes of that one hour do what we call strides just strides that's it that's that you you know what they are they're just elongated steps right a stride is like an elongated step where you're like accentuating the running form and the running stride right so you're taking super long strides it's like you're stepping over a big puddle with every stride right so you're elongating the stride so you're 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 it's reaching out longer with your foot and you're also bringing your foot up as far back as you can you're nearly kicking your bum right and doing those strides so i do 30 seconds on or maybe even just maybe even 100 meters 120 meters on and then i do 90 seconds off right and I do them sometimes on my easy runs. Not every easy run, nowhere near every easy run, but maybe just one easy run out of the week uh, or every two weeks, throwing some strides for the last eight minutes, maybe four sets of strides. And they're just, they're great. They're great to help you in the last, in the last while, just to kind of get that stride length opened up, getting your hips activated a bit more and, and, and they're a great little thing to do while you're running. That's right. So you're, anaerobic sessions and your uh, strides right you can go you can listen back over this there now again at some other point in time let's say next time you're going out like i'm going to do one of those workouts now on the wednesday or thursday do them make sure that you're warming up properly so you're doing your actual movement warm-ups before every run but also that you're running at a slower pace then as well when you start so for the um let's say the sessions where you're 30 seconds on 90 seconds off and and all those sessions i usually start with a 10 minute warm-up right so 10 minute uh first of all i'll start off at like 520 pace for me and then for the next five minutes i'll go down to 445 pace so it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be um super fast for the warm-up or super slow for the warm-up just go at a nice easy clip that's what i do right so I was doing those sessions and I was increasing my anaerobic base and I was really doing really well and I had my first kind of race of the year right and that was the Dungarvan 10 miler right so 10 miles is 16 kilometers right and I set myself a big fuck off hairy audacious goal right for this 10 miler and like the fastest I had run 10 miles was an hour and six minutes, right? And I set myself to do it in 59.59. So knock six minutes off my personal best for 10 miles, which is outrageous, the amount to, 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 to take off in one go. And like, 
to be honest with you, when I set the goal, which was two or so months, two two and a half months out from the race, I thought, I'm going to set this big hairy goal. I'm like, I'm going to shoot for the stars and I land on the moon. You know, I, I'll do well anyway. If I just fucking shoot for the 60 minutes, sub 60 minutes, be great, you know, and we'll just have a great run. And the more I, I got closer to the race, closer to the race, I was like, I could fuck, I could actually flip and do this, you know. Um, and about about two days before the race took place, I started feeling a bit shitty. And, and I was like, this is this a mental thing now? Like, you know, is this just, a, you know, my head fucking playing tricks? I mean, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sick now. I've been feeling perfect this whole training camp. And now two days beforehand, I'm feeling like garbage. I'm waking up and I feel like my nose is blocked and all that kind of stuff. Is it a mental thing? Um, and I realized fairly quickly that it wasn't. I, I just actually started feeling kind of crap. And even the night before the race, um, my my son was up the whole night nearly. And uh, so, because we were down at my parents' house and he was in a strange house. And he just, you know, young fella, he didn't like it. Um, but anyway, couldn't control those things. Woke up on the day of the race and I was feeling a bit sluggish and I goes, Do you know what? I'm just gonna go out there now and just give it my best effort. That's all I can ask of myself is just go out and give my best effort. And that's exactly what I did. Um I, I went out, I stuck to the plan. I was about three three hundred meters maybe behind the uh sixty minute pacer for basically the whole thing. And it started to slip away a little bit towards the end. Um, I was I was probably you know within about two hundred meters of them really by the end of it, but uh, Jesus, I was fucked with a, with a, with about a kilometer to go at, at the fifteen k mark. I was absolutely fucked. I beyond fucked, and uh, I was and 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 at that the last kind of two segments of it. There's two kind of little uphill sections, and I'm like, oh fucking hell, this is garbage. But at the last kind of, the last like uh, 200 meters, I could just just about make out what was on the, the finish line timer. I was like 59, 50. And I was like, okay, I need to fucking go. The last like 100 and maybe 100 and 100 meters, maybe even 90 meters, right? And I just fucking booked it. I just gave everything. I sprinted actually just took over my coach Donica who was with me was with me towards the last like four or five kilometers of the race he actually caught caught up he started off slight bit slower than me but he fucking was basically there and he took me over towards the end but then I just absolutely bossed a gut to get past him and I passed him right and I fucking finished in 59 58 and I was just I was delighted with myself I was delighted with because of the amount of weeks and months of effort I had put in to try and develop this anaerobic engine, and it actually paid off, you know, it was fantastic, like, so, felt great afterwards, like, you know, it within myself, in terms of pride, then the next day I woke up, and I was like, I feel shitty, and I'm like, look, you did have a big effort now yesterday, but I felt fucking shite, like, proper shit, like, and then for the next couple of days, I didn't really do anything because I, I planned to take a couple, about three or four days off anyway after the race. But I was absolutely zapped. I was sapped. I, 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 um, every time I got up off the couch, I got a fucking headache. Every time I stood up, 
or of something. I got a fucking headache. I couldn't look at my phone. It was driving my fucking eyes and head crazy. And I had a proper fucking flu. And um, I just, I was just like, for fuck's sake. I'm having like, I'm after having, let's say, a career best run here, right? Of running this, the, the 10 miler in 59, 58. And then I'm absolutely fucking knocked for six with this flu afterwards. And, I, and it really, and I tell you straight up, perfectly honestly here, very frustrating. Very frustrating. And like a lot of the time, 90% of the time, I can put it into perspective. I can find gratitude within these things that happen to me, right? It's like, oh, it's only a flu. could be a lot worse, you know, all of these things. But at some point in time, you do have to admit to yourself that this is not exactly ideal. And that's okay. And you're you're allowed to be annoyed and you're allowed to be frustrated. And I feel like um, that frustration in me actually kind of translated a bit into anxiety as well because I did become very anxious about the, um, about, you know, my, my own kind of physical state, right? And I started to think, okay, I'm after building up all this feckin', I'm after doing great now and um, developing this, this, this anaerobic body, this anaerobic engine that I really wanted to do. And I'm after, you know, giving my best effort at this race and doing very well, like, you know, in, in my own terms of success, it was a success, and now I'm sidelined, I can't do anything, like, and the more I tried to do anything, the sicker I got, and the worse I felt, and I tried to do a few runs here and there, and I just felt like utter shit, um, I, like, when I say I tried to do runs, like, I was in bits within fucking 20 minutes, and, like, I was running, and my neck, and head, and everything would just feel like absolute shit, so I was like, right, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not doing myself any favors by getting out here and trying to rush this process. And um, I kind of, I, just for anybody that's wondering, right, another nugget of information that I've gathered from the research that I've been doing is, can you train while you're sick? Can you train while you're sick? Uh, to an extent, right, one uh like i i would say while you're sick to take a bit of a breather right that that's that's my own look at it if it persists and persists and you really want to get out and do something right just something to keep in mind is if it's above the neck right if it's above the neck you're okay to train so if you've got a bit of a sore throat if you've got a runny nose if you've got maybe pains in your in your sinuses and you've got you've got you know these kind of ailments it's usually okay to do a bit of light training right um i probably wouldn't recommend really to to train while you're feeling those things but like especially within the first couple of days but what i've learned online is after a couple of days if you're if if you're still only feeling things within the neck and the head you should be okay to do some light stuff right that's 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 what i'll say but the caveat is that it might prolong your sickness and that's a that's something that i have really thought about in this last in this last kind of illness was like am i making this worse am i prolonging my fucking you know this this sitting on the couch business that i don't want to be doing am i am i prolonging that and the answer is probably yes i was and so i i really did back off and i said oh, look wait we need to leave my body sort this out like so um we, we we need to do something about this and then i thought about 
it more and more right about about how I was going to try and get myself back to my feet um so just on the other side of the of the sickness here is if it's below the neck and it's in your chest and it's like really you know your chest is heavy your chest is tight you've got your coughing you're coughing up phlegm or you've a dry cough or you've a chesty cough that is a no-no do not train um it will make it worse especially if you're going out during cold weather and cold months that cold damp air it's probably not gonna not gonna do you any good as well when your body putting the body under stress as well you know so look that's what i've learned online uh, just for anybody that that is kind of listening i i often kind of say to myself is it worth is, is the is the risk versus the reward there like you know I, am i risking being out for longer or is the reward that like there was one or two days where it's like i actually don't care i just need to move <coughs> excuse me i i'm fucking not used to talking for this long anymore um I, I doing the podcasts um but you know for me i'm like sometimes there was one or two days where i was like i just want to run i want to move i want to do something so i just went out did an easy 20 25 minutes of running do you know what i'm saying i don't, I don't think that's gonna do me any real harm you know and i kept it at a really low intensity um but just more on the mental side of it right um because you because the mental side of things is kind of two-pronged right because as I kind of went through this illness and I was getting into the kind of third week of, of the illness because I was really out until the 24th or 25th um, of um, of February and the run was on, the, the race was on the 5th of February. So it was out for the, about 19, 20 days, right? Um, before I was kind of back to it really, you know? And I was, you know, the, the, the two kind of, pronged um thing was i was actually getting anxious like i was feeling anxious during the day about like not getting stuff done not feeling productive not doing this that and the other but i i i actually realized that i was getting anxious about kind of everyday life because i wasn't training which is something that brings like great structure and great purpose and fulfillment to my life um that you know when i when it went when that is removed from my life something something's got to give in certain ways you know so you 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 have to be mindful of that as well as and i suppose i have to be mindful of that is when i remove training or i'm not able to train i'm losing an outlet i'm losing a physical outlet yes but i'm also losing an emotional and 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 physical emotional and mental um outlet you know and and that's that's one thing so it can cause that that type of anxiety in us that restlessness and um, it might affect us in certain ways where we feel like we're not being productive we feel a li- little bit anxious uh we are not sleeping as well as as we usually do um certain things like that so it's, it's good to keep an eye out on and i think that even just understanding where these anxieties are coming from is a huge step forward so like for me i once i realized like okay look the, the these feelings of anxiety are coming from you not being able to train that's it simple and plain right so you just need to you need to keep that in mind that okay it's okay that you're not training we're looking after our body we're doing you know we're, we're doing what we can do so that's one side of it and the next side is you're also worried that you're losing progress you're losing fitness you're not on track let's say for want of a better 
term, you're not you're not doing what you're, you you sh- you want to be doing or what you should be doing in your mind, right? And I and that word should comes into our minds an awful lot, and and it's a very dangerous word because um you know really um if we're using should 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 it means that 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 there's something pulling us there's something pulling us in certain direction it's either pulling us into a state of um kind of procrastination and not doing anything or it's pulling us into a state of restlessness anxious uh, feelings about you know what what we should be doing you know what i'm saying so um and when i when i when i thought about losing that progress I thought about things that I could and what I couldn't control, right? I couldn't really control the actual sickness, the actual illness itself. I couldn't. I couldn't control how it made me feel. That's just, that was something out of my control. I couldn't control that I was getting headaches when I was standing up. I couldn't control that I couldn't look at screens or TVs or anything like that um, because it would just drive my head crazy and make me feel really shit. Um, I couldn't control those things right because um that's just my body and uh, the symptoms it's way it's reacting to this illness and i couldn't control the um the way that it affected my training i couldn't control that so but what i could control and what i realized was is that along kind of the scale of importance right this this scale of importance that i have um training is basically an urgent it's an urgent thing for me. It's it's not just important. It's urgent. It needs. Uh, it, it, I, I just feel more like myself and more more with you know, co- more fulfilled, more purposeful when I am training. It's just something. It's just that physical movement of the body. I love it. I absolutely love it. And when that is taken away other elements of 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 my physical well and mental and emotional well-being have to raise in the scale of importance right so often before when i would get injured let's say with tie boxing and things let's say i got injured and i wasn't able to fight in an upcoming fight that i was i was going to do which never actually happened because i got injured during training camps for fights and still always fought i just wanted to fight i was like i look at big fucking grand um, like I broke a rib and my f- and I broke my foot uh, in a fight during a fight and I kept going I actually won both of those fights um, which was fucking hilarious but I, I, I if, if I ever did get into a place where let's say oh I'm not able to train or I'm not able to do this that or the other the other elements of my my of looking after myself would slip so I'd start to eat kind of shit foods. I wouldn't really be worrying about drinking too much water. I'd, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't really be getting to bed early because I wouldn't be getting up to train. And I'd watch an extra episode of, of something after, it's like fucking midnight and I'd throw on a fresh episode of something, you know what I mean? So those other things actually slipped down the scale of importance. But nowadays I've realized that I can actually combat these these kind of anxious feelings that I'm having about my about about not being able to train by looking after these things even more by raising them up the scale of importance and making them now urgent right so it's urgent for me to 
look after the way that I eat. So making sure that I'm eating well, that I'm not over consuming um, crap foods, that I'm, you know, eating the things that I should be eating as an athlete, right? That's what was became urgent for me. It also became urgent that if I was able to make it into bed a bit earlier, I would get into bed a bit earlier. That became urgent for me. So when my training slipped from urgent down the list and became a kind of a non-factor, these things that are important, so the the important bit made them a bit more flexible. It's like, oh, I can eat a bit of this, I can eat a bit of that. Feck it, we try on a movie there, you know, we, we won't get to bed till half 11, but you know what I mean, we'll throw it on anyway. Those things that I could do when I was training, right, which seems so counterintuitive, they became now urgent. So they became, for me, a huge focus. And it drew my attention and um, let's say the anxious feelings that I was having, it drew them away from from that and into the effort that I was actually able to put in. So now I was like really looking after the amount of fruit and vegetables I was consuming, really looking after, um, like I was making my cold-pressed juices in the morning, I was taking my multivitamins, I was making sure to be taking everything that I, that I you know, and, and consuming everything that I wanted to be eating and that I was adding veg and everything to every meal right that that's that's those kind of things just helped me to control what i could control and and put them up the scale of importance make them urgent and then also getting into bed early maybe even getting a nap in during the day like if i could get an old go down with my son when he needed to go for his nap i'd also nap with him that kind of way right thinking of little ways that i can that i can capitalize on these things it's urgent now it's not just important it's urgent and so the scale of importance is what I use when I am when I am feeling like oh fuck I can't train right now I'm I'm injured my knee is sore or I'm sick I can't I can't I can't train I now then create the hydration nutrition and sleep is now urgent it's now I need to do these things and it has that that two pronged effect of one it helps us with the maybe these frustrated or anxious feelings that we're having about training and two it'll also help us get better quicker we look after what we put in we'll get more out and and that's that's the way i look at it when i'm looking at at, at injury or illness is like right okay that's those those things the hydration nutrition and sleep are not important now they're urgent they're above important they're urgent and i need to look after them and um, i'm just going to end with um with uh what and it'll mitigate any of the fitness losses as well that we're going to have as well right but i'm just going to talk very briefly before we end this episode right i'm going to talk very briefly as to kind of what 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 actual effect does taking time off have on our running right i'm going to talk about specifically about running and these are just some numbers um that i've gotten um just from the research that i've that i have I've actually gotten right um and uh I'll actually I'll try and see if I can share this either across Instagram um or I can share this um uh, I can share these links um maybe somewhere in the uh, biography of the episode right but you you you'll have it anyway from listening to this episode right and uh, I wanted to look at like how many days would it take to um to you know to, to for, for for your fitness to really take a, a substantial drop right and 
they were uh, I, I, from this um, this article that I was reading right on on Runners Connect, um, which is about a, um, a, a a research project that they did in the United States, and th- they took an example of somebody who was running five k in twenty minutes, right, a twenty minute five k runner, right, and how uh, what reduction in fitness they would have uh, between one to seven days off. 10 to 14 days off, 14 to 30 days off, 30 to 63 days off, or 63 days or more off, right? So, if you were, if if this person, if you were running a, a, a 20 minute 5k, right, and you, so, it's a, a little, a little bit of a extra information here is, if you are a beginner runner, so somebody who's not doing a 20 minute 5k, because 20 minute 5k is very difficult to do, if you're a beginner runner, you unfortunately are going to lose more fitness than a seasoned runner. That's just the way it is because your muscles are not as conditioned. Your muscles and your fascia, so like your tissues, your your ligaments, your tendons, your connective tissues and your muscles are not as conditioned and they're not as tough and they're not as fit, basically. Right, so if you're only a beginner runner, you will lose fitness a bit faster. That's just the way it is. And when I first started running, um, I really felt that. It's like if I took a couple, three weeks, if I was out for three weeks and I wasn't training, or like I go back out for a run and I'd be in a fucking absolute state when I started running again. But nowadays, it's like I take, like even just this break that I had here, this illness, when I came back and I started, started, out, started out by just doing my easy runs, I didn't really have too many uh, DOMs, too many delayed onset of muscle soreness. I, I didn't have much muscle soreness, right? So if you are a beginner runner, you are going to lose a bit more fitness, um, but that will soon dissipate for as you kind of gain experience, right? But if you're at that 20-minute 5K mark, what what could you expect when you're at those seven days? And this, this will translate to everybody as well, right? Because at some point in time, if you keep going with your running, you're going to get faster, you're going to get stronger, you're going to get more conditioned, right? So... In one to seven days, right, they focused on VO2 max, um, so your ability like for your body to basically transport oxygen from your lungs and your heart around your body, right? They looked at your VO2 max and your muscle power, right? So your 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 basically your your muscles output, your ability for your muscles to work. Um, and they looked at that. So between one to seven days, there is an absolute negligible uh, reduction in VO2 max and muscle power. So if you were like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to have to take a few days off training now, three or four days, you're not going to lose any fitness. Three, four, five days, six days, seven days, you're not going to lose any fitness. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You'll pick it up. It's not ideal. It's a bump in the road. But it absolutely, you like uh, two weeks down the line after that week off, like, sorry you're you're not even going to need that two weeks your 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 body is really not um going to disprove in any way shape or form and after seven days right if you were off for seven days straight and you did nothing you just literally sat on the couch if you were a 20 minute 5k runner you'd be at around 20 minutes and 10 seconds now right so you've lost 10 seconds right over that time nothing negligible right um so that's fine you won't don't don't i, I wouldn't be worrying about that if i was you if you then were kind of 10 to 14 days, right? So kind of 10 days to two weeks off, you'd have a 6% reduction in VO2 max. Actually sounds like a lot more than it actually is. It isn't a lot. 6% reduction in VO2 max. And you you would have some minimal reductions in muscle power, right? Uh, and you're now kind of in 
2105 shape. So if you had two weeks off, and I mean two weeks off as in there was nothing done, you didn't do anything at all, you'd still be able to run your 5K in 2105 if you were a 20-minute 5K runner 14 days ago, right? Between 14 to 30 days, you'll have a 12% reduction in VO2 max, and there will be a decrease in muscle power, right? And you're at around 23 minutes for 5K shape now. So after 30 days, a full month off, you're only losing 12% of your VO2 max. It's not a lot. You'd have that back in two weeks. Um, if you went back into normal training, you'd be you'd be kind of back to where you are in two weeks, right? So I wouldn't be worrying about that. Then it kind of gets into larger kind of time off after that, right? So uh, between 30 to 63 days, so if, uh, so like you're coming up on the, you know, over two months off really, right? A month to two months off, you're at that 19% of uh, reduction of VO2 max and there will be a significant decrease in muscle power. So your your muscles aren't going to be as conditioned as they were and you're not going to, um, you know, it's it's not, they're not going to have that same power that they have. And you'd be at 24 minutes for a 5k shape really, right? That, that's what they're saying here on this, in this, in this article, right? Um, and really right in 63 days right 63 days off so from zero to 63 days so at zero days you were at 20 minute 5k and in 63 days of doing absolutely nothing you're in 24 minute shape right so that means that if you were fucking really pushed it now after 63 days of doing absolutely none you'd still be able to do 5k in 24 minutes which is pretty fucking good so you're not losing as much as you think you're losing, right? If you're doing 63 days or more, then there's an over 25% reduction in VO2 max and there's a significant decrease in muscle power and you're at 25, 30, right? So you're after losing quite a bit there, but that's over 63 days of being off, right? But like still, I don't think it's as bad as we might feel it is sometimes, you know? And um, if we feel like, oh, I'm after taking seven days off, sure, that's after knocking me way back. In reality, it's not 10 seconds off your time, right? It's, oh, sorry, it's added 10 seconds onto your time for, for a 20-minute 5K, let's say, right? If that's where you're at. So, in all reality, you're fine, like, you know what I mean? I think we give ourselves a really hard time. In, we give ourselves a really hard time in every aspect of life, really. Um, but that you... um, But when, when we are in a situation where we can't train and we're not able to, you know, utilize those outlets that we usually utilize we do generally tend to go in on ourselves and there's no need for it because really we are not going to lose much even if you're out for a full two weeks of doing nothing or a full three weeks of doing nothing which would be a fairly extended period of time for um for an injury or for uh sickness you're not losing a hell of a lot and even if you were 63 days out let's say you broke a a, a a bone in your foot or you did something like that and you were out for you know you're out for two and a half months let's say before you could do anything right it's because you could be on the stationary bike you could be lifting some weights you could be using your upper body you could be doing those kind of things that would help keep the you know maintain the body so you, you'd still be able to do little bits and pieces so um in all reality when we do end up having injuries and getting out, it, it like in all honesty, we should be we should be like thinking that we are lucky, right? And it's completely normal to think, no, I'm not lucky, I'm fucking sick or I'm injured or I'm not able to fucking train. 
that's fine too because I, I feel like that too sometimes I'm not this monk all the time where I go oh yeah I don't I'm I'm zen as fuck I'm 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 injured and I don't really care about it so I'm zen fuck that that is that is you know it's okay to be annoyed sometimes all right don't be worrying about it so look that's just to kind of recap um just wanted to kind of let you know where i am on the running side of things and you can follow along and i'll I'll share little tips with you like that so if you're looking to get kind of faster and use you know get get better at the anaerobic side of things gave you a little few tips of stuff to put into your workouts um and i talked about the scale of importance and creating you know changing something from being important to being now urgent means that there's no there isn't that usual flexibility there there is i am going to follow this now to the letter of the law and i'm going to get myself better and i'm going to feel you know i'm going to feel more in control of my day i'm going to reduce my frustration reduce my anxiety um, and i'm going to be able to get through it a lot easier right and then the last thing is is just that we actually tend to lose an awful lot less fitness than we actually think right and we gain it back very fast anyway as well um so don't be worried about it uh, if there is anybody that's injured or sick at the moment i feel you i've been there i've been injured for months and months at a time uh where at the, to the point where i was three months off four months off the road actually once uh with no running while i was actually in 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 you know deep inside and running that is um i had to take four months off so i know where you're coming from um and i really really appreciate everybody that's listening again just one more time i really really appreciate the patrons on the patreon page and um, if you would like to become a patron of the patreon of the patreon page and go on to www.patreon.com forward slash flip the script and it would be absolutely amazing if we could get get a few more patrons on board and uh just help me basically to get to, to pay for more studio time pay for more guests to be on um it'd be absolutely fantastic because there is there is certain guests that i'll be getting on as well that will might might require a fee because they're they might be quite uh might, might be quite busy or and or they're traveling quite a lot and you know the price of fuel now at the moment now is absolutely incredible you know what i mean so you have to be giving them a few bobs so really really appreciate everybody that is a patron and everybody that is even listening and sharing the podcast if you don't have a few euro to be a patron share the podcast and we'll get a few more people listening to it all right look uh really really appreciate you listening to me there for nearly an hour um and i hope that you've taken a bit of information forward uh when you are thinking about um if you are training and you get injured that is like what you want now my scale of importance right these are no more urgent i have to look after these things until i'm back training uh, or i'm gonna inject some of these anaerobic sessions in and then i'm gonna you know get faster all right well look absolutely fantastic um to be back and thank you so much and as always i'm going to leave you with peace and love con <laughs>